Today marks the first Sunday in Advent, which growing up was almost presented as a, a kind of prequel to Christmas. It was what happened before Christmas, but Advent comes from the root word Adventus, um, which translates to coming, the coming. And, and it is a time of preparation for us as we prepare for the second coming of, of Christ. Uh, while we are preparing to remember the first coming, we are also called to search our lives and, and prepare for that second coming. And Advent is that kind of time where we, we hold the two in tension, where we, we know of Jesus Christ born in a manger, and we expect the second coming, but we find ourselves here. And... and I'm reminded of a quote from the priest Fleming Rutledge where she says that every year Advent begins in the dark. She goes on and says, that's what I think is so important about this season. The uniqueness of Advent is that it really forces us more than any of the other seasons, even more than Lent, to look deeply into what is wrong in the world and why the best laid plans don't work out. The, the way we meant them to, and, and why our greatest hopes are so often confounded, and why things happen the way they do, and why sometimes it is difficult to see where God is acting. And she's pointing us to this reality that the season of Advent is more than just jumping to the celebration of Jesus, but it's a call to look deeper in what is wrong with our world. And why things are the way they are. And to, and to really kind of ask God to open our eyes and our ears and our minds and our hearts that we may see Him at work. Because sometimes it can be difficult to see where God is working. And as we, we begin this season of Advent, we find ourselves in the darkness. The days are uh, seem to be shorter because of daylight savings time when it gets darker earlier. There's this a spiritual darkness around our world, some evil. Uh, maybe it's the darkness that we find ourselves living in of ignorance and deception. But we come seeking the light of Christ. And for many of us, we, we don't want to sit in the darkness. We, and it's reflected even in kind of our culture, the way we live, because so often we just want to jump from Thanksgiving straight into Christmas. I mean, me and Anna had our Christmas tree up two weeks before Thanksgiving. We were ready for Christmas. But maybe we need to take a moment in the darkness to really reflect to really prepare, to really kind of analyze. Because the season of Advent is a call to pause. To be honest that we are in the darkness and while we're there. I mean, we'll hear in the scriptures about a group of people who are in exile and God knows that they're there. God knows that they're in the darkness. But God wants to lift them out into the light. God wants to gift them with light. God is seeking to show them the way from darkness to light. A way of hope. A way of peace. A way of joy. A way of love. And this is all presented because there is a way in a manger. Before we 
before we had to fall back when it looks at when we look at our time and daylight savings time, I would find myself waking up in the morning and the sun wouldn't even be up yet and I could almost convince myself that it was still nighttime. I say almost convinced myself because I knew that it was the day and I knew that the light was going to come. I, 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 and I think so often this is how we are. We, we put our hope in the light. And we seek a new way, a much needed way of hope. This morning we hear from the book of Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah in chapter 33 beginning in verse 14 says that the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days, and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety, and this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. So as I mentioned earlier, Jeremiah is written during his time of exile. The, the people uh, of Jeremiah's day had been told what to do, how, how to remain faithful to God, yet somehow found themselves always erring on the side of unfaithfulness. How many of us can relate to this as we just hear that line right there? They're, they find themselves somewhere they don't want to be because God has shown them how to be faithful, yet they choose to do their own will and way. And so they find themselves in exile, suffering and despair that cannot be ignored. They're in this dark place, if you will. But Jeremiah has a vision and he proclaims to them of a glorious light shining through the darkness. And hearing of this light coming, they're reminded of the promise. And so we hear about in verse 14 where it says that the Surely the days will come, says the Lord, when, they will, when I will fulfill the promise I have made to the house of Israel which, and, and the house of Judah, which is that Abrahamic covenant. It's that his people that of Abraham will be saved, will be preserved, that they will be God's kind of people. But they at this moment, I'm sure, are starting to doubt this. They're going, wait a minute. How? Where? And despite this judgment of God that Israel and Judah have brought upon themselves, God still chooses, is still choosing to work through and with Israel and Judah to restore justice and righteousness. They have turned away and God says, I will still use you. If you're just honest, God is, is longing to use us. He's longing to bring about justice and righteousness. And he says he will bring it through a righteous branch from the lineage of David. Now this idea of righteousness is, is a church word that we so often use. And it means that idea of acting in accordance with God's purpose. And he says, you want to know who will bring all of this about? In verse 16, it will be the Lord. The Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is the example set for us. The Lord is the one that shows and guides us. The Lord is the light in the darkness. The Lord is the way. So what are we hoping for in our own exile? I'm sure many of us find ourselves hoping for the fulfillment of a promise 
That God, that God will take care of us. That God, that promise of salvation, we're clinging to that as we know of the birth of Jesus Christ and we, and we expect the second coming. We are clinging to this promise of salvation that we will be God's people. Despite those times where we have been unfaithful. Despite our darkness, we seek light. And so... We start off in this season of Advent in this darkness being honest about those ways in which we have fallen short and been unfaithful. Being honest about the darkness in which we find ourselves. Being honest that we, though we may fall short, still seek the light. And the good news that we hear in our, in our text this morning is that there is a way. And we know the way. It's the way in a manger. It's a way of hope. And as we know, Jesus the Christ is the branch. We are reminded that God always keeps God's promises. They may not be in our timetable and in the way in which we would desire, but God always keeps God's promises. The challenge, as we, as we find ourselves in this tension, anticipating the second coming, is that we live in our exile, waiting. But the question is not how do we endure the waiting, but how do we participate in what God is doing? What do we do to be God's kind of people? What does that look like as we live our lives, as we prepare we seek to follow the examples of Christ. The ways of love and forgiveness and reconciliation over self-preservation. We follow the proclamation that the Lord is our righteousness. Christ is the example set for us. God, Christ, Jesus Christ is the standard bearer. Not we're not seeking to live a life guided by sustainability or profitability, but by God and God alone. And what do we hear throughout the scriptures that, God, the God, that Christ would rather die on a cross than resort to violent retribution? The God who tells us to love our enemies and those who revile, persecute, and hate us. God who tells us to be rich, we must first become poor. To be first, we must become last. To inherit eternal life, we must be willing to die. This is the way of righteousness and justice. This is the way of God. This is the way to hope amidst the dark, is that we stop seeking the ways of the world. We start finding ourselves rejoicing in the first coming as we expect for the second coming and we long to be declared the people of God. Seeking to have compassion for all persons, even those who suffer due to their own actions or inactions. As we hear in our text, and as we have already addressed for ourselves so often we find ourselves amidst some sort of darkness amidst some sort of trial and it's most of the time due to our own action or inaction so when we see others that are in that situation will we be a light in the midst of the darkness 
Will we be hope bearers, beacons of good news? Will we be the light? Advent is not about what God will do despite us, or about waiting to be saved, but about what God will do through us and within us to save the world. It is asking that question of God through Jesus Christ, what is it that you are going to do? What can you do with me? Here I am, O God. We are giving a gift to God, saying, God, here it is. Take my life and let it be. God, use me. Use me. Work through me and within me to save this world. This passage gives us a chance to to really reimagine the world as one of justice and peace, forgiveness and reconciliation, love and grace. What a great way to start the season of Advent. To start off with this unlimited hope and possibility of what could be and asking ourselves how can we participate in God's restorative actions we proclaim that we believe in Jesus Christ who came on Christmas day we proclaim that we believe that he will come again So what are we doing to prepare our world, prepare our own hearts and minds, prepare all that is for the coming Christ? Advent, it starts in the darkness. But we're not called to stay in the darkness. We're called to follow the light. And the light is a new way. A way in a manger. It is a way of hope. Amen and amen.